cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields. With me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Tony Verzura, CEO of Blue River Terps. Tony, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you guys doing? What do you think the biggest challenge is for those markets to balance the duality of the medical and the recreational in order to get it to where you believe? So I think, unfortunately, some, you know, I don't think that you should have a, I don't believe that a state should have um, a lim- so there's what's called limited licenses and unlimited licenses. So that's how I kind of break these two. Like when I look at a state, I'm like, who's unlimited and what's limited? Unlimited would be you have the ability to grow unlimited cannabis, cannabis. Uh, you have the ability to own unlimited amount of dispensaries. And there's an unlimited amount of licenses that are issued. So a lot of these states, they basically build their programs based on popularity so they're going to look at a population and say, okay, the average population, 7% uh, is cannabis users on average. Uh, city of Boston, as an example, 14%. See why I like it? <laughs> um, so population differences of those percentages will help these policymakers push that. They also have different lobbyists and different people in their ears. And then you also have like, is it a Republican state? Is it a Democratic state? Are they left? Are they right? You know, Florida being like a, uh, a Republican state that's a little bit more conservative, they have a limited license with an unlimited canopy, meaning there's only maybe 20 licenses and they have a very hard uh, way to get into those licenses. You know, there's a prereq like, oh, you got to be in the industry, you know, in, in uh, for 30 years as a farmer and you have to have certain prerequisites to get that license. So it's a limited operational license, but they can grow as much as they want based on their patient count. So Colorado was like that. They're like, okay, we open licenses. You know, it was a different type of state. You can get you as many licenses. There was one time a thousand dispensaries and I think it dropped down to 300. I don't know where it is now, Um, but it was based on how many patients are you caring for is your canopy. And that's the strength of the medical. The better you were at growing, the better you were at caregiving, the more plants you were allocated, the more patients you were allocated. I do subscribe to that model in the medical side. I don't I don't really feel like limiting the actual operational licenses uh, necessarily helps. So each kind of state's different. You know, Michigan is probably the second highest consumption state based on volume, you know, like $3 billion dollars. That state's consuming in cannabis goods, medical and, and, and recreational, if you will. But you got to look at that. What's the population of Michigan versus the population of California? There's some heavy, 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 heavy smokers in Michigan <laughs> if, they're, if they're number two to California, but their population is not quite the size. So I look at like what's going on there. And uh, that's an unlimited license. So you could keep paying for licenses, which would cost you a lot of money, but you could have a 250,000 square foot grow indoor. You could have a hundred acres. Massachusetts, limited license. You can only have three retail, three grow, three manufacturing. It's limited to kilowatt use and square footage. So like you can't really get past a hundred thousand square feet. It's more like NASCAR driving. 
So that drives a more craft market, uh, maybe in the beginning when I was first here in 2019 and Massachusetts had a bad rap of having probably the worst weed in the country. I do see that changing because what happens is everyone has to like, they only have so much they can work with. So you end up really honing in the craft. I see that happening right now where people have to push the craft to be able to uh, sustain and the MSOs and the non-craft aren't going to survive in a market like this. Is there, is there any conversations you've had with customers or any internal creative products that you've been chasing, just haven't been able to yet master that you're really looking, you're thinking about all the time and thinking like, when I nail this, this will be a game changer? So I would say like the device world is still growing. Puffco does a good job in my opinion, and we're exclusive in Puffco in our stores just because I know Roger, I know the crew. Um, they and they're, are, sick, and they're sick devices too, right? Like, they have three levels. They have three levels. They got the, the Plus, they got the Proxy, they got the, the Pro, they got the 3D Chamber. They're listening. They're listening to their audience. They're like, hmm, how do I make bigger clouds with full control, right? And they're moving the needle. And for us, that helps us move our extracts. And we have different things for that. There is like weird things. I'll give you like weird things that don't exist that like are in my mind. Um, like hash rolls is an example, right? Like I don't want to take weed, grind it up and do uh, rosin down the middle or hash uh, and have people with gloves on even messing with all that and like making a a, a, a infused pre-roll that way and then selling it back to me. For me, it's a little like I'm a very sterile person. And like when we do things, it's like a little bit like I don't want you in my shit like doing all that. I'll buy the components separately and do it myself type of guy. Um, but I do understand that there's a huge need for that. And I think that like having the ability to create a uh, and there's one out there, but it's not really designed for rosin. But like there's no device that's out there for packaging rosin. So what I mean by that is to get it in the actual jar, or if we wanted to put rosin down the center of a joint, there's no actual device. And that's also why I made flan and jelly, because I could put it in a class syringe, and I could put it in a Thompson Duke, and I could discharge those products that way. So in one way, the packaging and the fulfillment is scalable, but like to really be able to nail um, a true like, like badass like two gram joint with like uh, rosin hole down the center like automatically or with a device or a gun that we could actually be able to do that uh, is difficult because the texture of a wet batter and so there's nothing really that's out there that's something that's in my head that's like man if we could just if somebody could come over there we're definitely going to work on it uh, it needs to be a giant needle like and some other kind of pressure situation it needs to be a handy easy device you need to be able to put an ounce in there like be able to go right into a, you know a joint and be able to do that uh it should be something that's accessible for people that you know uh that are trying to do that commercially because you could do it at your house um but the device itself like the vaping as well things have shifted we are shifting technologies and hopefully it pans out you know um horizontal ceramic buckets um being able to get for us live rosin has cannabinoids terpenes and flavonoids those interactions with alloy and or cotton and or ceramics 
change the color over time. No doubt about it. All right, let's do prediction time. Tony, do you see a world where a consumer can select individual terpenes and or cannabinoids to blend for a personalized product experience? Why or why not? There are some things that are out there, technology that's out there that already exists uh, that I know about. and People are pushing products like that. I do think that that is a yes, that it, it exists. Do I think that it will take off? Depends on what the inputs are. You want to give an example if the right or left? So like what I was just saying, like if you go to a machine and you're like, I can get THC diamond, THCA diamonds, THC or terpenes, and the components, the inputs aren't like say all organic or naturally derived or has a technology behind it that the consumer feels comfortable about it, then uh, it's not going to fly. It's a cool device, but it won't fly. I also think there's also a lot of weird room. I hate to say this, but like with 3D printers and shit out there, like there's a whole nother world of like things that could happen that like we don't want to talk about. But just like when someone's like, oh, you know, there's people out there trying to make food with 3D printers right now. And there's food being developed. And it's it's a need. I can't, I can't, like if we're talking future, future, like the extracts we're talking about today, somebody may be able to, and there's going to be a smart kid that figures out, okay, I can get 100 terpenes. I can get these cannabinoids. I can get this from the genetics. I can read a profile. I can program something. I can get the carbohydrates, the proteins, blah, blah, blah. And I will be able to hit a couple buttons. And now comes the perfect extract or the perfect oil. I do think that will happen. I just don't know if it'll happen while I'm still alive. Um, but I, I agree. I do. I do think, unfortunately, that will happen. You just found Kellen's next project to work on. If you want to work on it together so we can make sure that it's uh, an authentic experience, I'm down. Tony, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to learn more about Blue River. Where can they find you? BlueRiverTurps.com. Cool. We'll link it up in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. This was fun. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey friends, I'm Brandon And I'm Saba. And we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout Podcast, an educational platform to connect with the cannabis community and share personal stories while breaking the stigma of marijuana. Join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. to gain valuable insight with different perspectives from industry leaders, growers, and medical marijuana patients. This is a place to learn so much from different angles in the cannabis industry. So tune in while, while we, we break, break it all down. down.